0: Chapter forty seven of David Elginbrod. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. David Elginbrod by George MacDonald. Chapter forty seven. Departure. I fancy deemed fit guide to lead my way. And as I deemed, I did pursue her track. Wit lost his aim, and will was fancy's prey. The rebel won, the ruler went to rack. But now Sith fancy did with folly end. Wit, fought with loss. Will, taught by wit, will mend. SOUTHWELL David's Pecavi After dinner Hugh wandered over the well-known places to bid them good-bye. Then he went up to his room, and with the vanity of a young author, took his poems out of the fatal old desk, wrote, Take them, please, such as they are. Let me be your friend. Enclose them with the writing, and address them to Euphra. By the time he saw them again, they were so much waste paper in his eyes. But what were his plans for the future? First of all, he would go to London. There he would do many things. He would try to find Funkelstein. He would write he would make acquaintance with London life, for had he not plenty of money in his pocket, and who could live more thriftily than he? During his last session at Aberdeen he had given some private lessons, and so contrived to eke out his small means. These were wretchedly paid for, namely not quite at the rate of seven pence halfpenny a lesson, but still that was something, where more could not be had. Now he would try to do the same in London, where he would be much better paid. Or perhaps he might get a situation in a school for a short time, if he were driven to ultimate necessity. At all events, he would see London and look about him for a little while before he settled to anything definite. With this hopeful prospect before him, he next morning bade adieu to Arnstead. I will not describe the parting with poor Harry. The boy seemed ready to break his heart, and Hugh himself had enough adieu to refrain from tears. One of the grooms drove him to the railway in the dog-cart. As they came near the station, Hugh gave him half a crown. Enlivened by the gift, the man began to talk. He's a rum customer, that ere gentleman from the foreign name. The colour of his puss I couldn't swear to you now. Never saw sixpence of his'n. My opinion is, master had better look arter his spoons, and for missus, well, it's a pity. He's a run'um, as I say, anyhow the man here nodded several times half compassionately half importantly hugh did not choose to inquire what he meant they reached the station and in a few minutes he was shooting along towards london that social vortex which draws everything towards its central tumult but there is a central repose beyond the motions of the worlds and through the turmoil of london hugh was journeying towards that wide stillness that silence of the soul which is not desolate but rich with unutterable harmonies. End chapter 47 End book 2